Podcast. Welcome to episode 105 of Report This Post, the podcast about bad posts and bad people. My name is Geiger, and that is Christian. You seen this? You heard about this? And we are your hosts with the posts. Every week, Christian and I select a different topic and then find horrible posts for your listening pleasure. And this week's topic is stand-up comedy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) The finest art form around... Uh, stand-up comedy that peaked uh, somewhere around I'd say <sighs> 25 to 30 years ago uh, yeah be... <laughs> well that depends on a lot I would say the popularity of it did certainly uh, in terms of the talent well obviously <laughs> oh, ex- I think, excuse me well you know we're, <laughs> we've yet to reach the peak uh, depending on when my next great night is that could be the peak of comedy yeah Okay, all right. So let's dive into that. All right, what are when we doing he, here? When he, so, okay, well, I guess the the Explain. COVID nineteen has kind of put a damper on your on your moonlighting as a stand up comic. To the, explain to the folks at home what you're talking about. Okay, yes, yes. So uh, Geiger, uh, every so often, will habitually uh, go to open mic nights. Uh, <laughs> every like so it, often, <laughs> habitually. <laughs> Such a, well, you go in spurts. What a way to describe my life. You go in spurts. So he'll get a, a wild hair up his ass, and for about yeah. four mm. weeks, he'll go hit up open mm. mics. Um, yeah. Doesn't want anyone to go. Doesn't want anyone to see him. Hates the experience the entire time. Um, mm. uh, and then <clears> stops <throat> for about two months and then does it again. So um, Oh, two months. It, it's usually about every two years. Based on, <laughs> the, the most based pre- on the previous. Yeah, because I did it. Went crazy That's in 2017, true. 2019, so next summer is going to be a big one for me. <laughs> Look out, folks. Yep. Um, first of all, I I invited you to I, I, you did. one of them, <laughs> and I believe you, you were a witness to, I think it was my second ever time doing it. Mm-hmm. It was in a record store here in Tampa. Very uh, small venue. Yeah, and uh, the kind where it was. Uh, there's no stage of any sort. We were all on even, even footing. We're going was, comfortable. Uh, yeah, it was you and your uh, your ex wife at the, uh, of yep your ex wife of now current wife at the time yep and my uh, current wife also now your wife at the time was there yep. yes uh, with our <laughs> I believe at the time what nine month old daughter <laughs> yeah, or something a very like that. very young child <sighs> so anyway yeah how did I do do you remember uh the so the setting is is that outside of the th- the four people that you mentioned, uh, everyone else inside the venue was also a stand-up comic. Uh, Pretty much, which yeah. made the energy in the room, uh, I'd say, toxic would be a great <laughs> way to put it. See, um, well, first you're being pretty generous by calling them stand-up comics. First of all, <laughs> uh, but that's that's what op- the the uh, couple dozen open mics that I've done. Uh, it's you and the other local open mic guys that everyone knows the occasional first timer you can tell like it's just 
Uh, I remember one guy at one of these brought like his whole family, just <laughs> and uh, he was he was it was it was like yeah it was mom dad brothers and sisters cousins aunts uncles it was like ten people came with him and they laughed like hell at him did not make a peep at anyone else and then when he got off they were just loudly talking to him while the other comedians went up so that's cool it's such a great environment for for art and uh very funny uh, as as i've talked about in the past um when i would go over these uh, experiences on the podcast uh always was uh startled by how many people would go up with seemingly um, not even a concept of what a joke is or a punchline. Any preparation whatsoever. <laughs> it was, they would tell stories that were the kind that maybe get a laugh out of your closest friends, you know, where they, right. but you, you had not, that you had to be there kind of things. Would, yes. Yeah. Like even like not even that just, and <laughs> The sum of the just complete silence. Um, I probably did. I did well several times, um, but the times I didn't do well were especially, especially <laughs> dreadful. <laughs> and but mainly due to just you know, I would be in this big giant bar, and there would be literally. I went to one open mic where I was the only one that went there for the open mic and there was like 10 people in the bar and not one of them gave a shit about the open mic. So I'm just up there telling jokes to not even like somehow less than disinterest. <laughs> just like what? Pa- passively observing. <laughs> not e- like just, yeah. Like it's, you know, if you're like at the, uh, if you're at a, TJI Fridays and you see CNN on on one of the TVs like in the corner you're like you're not even you're not looking you're looking at it but you're not looking at it you know and that's what I was to these <laughs> like god, <laughs> god oh my damn. god yeah so um, stand up's a uh, not for the faint of heart uh, a little rough trade took, is what you're saying yeah it took, it took a long time for me to actually do it and then uh Got pretty comfortable with it and then got over it so quickly. <laughs> Just woke up one day. I was like, yeah, I don't give a shit about stuff. I remember the one time we were recording and uh, I was like, when's your next thing? You're like, oh, I'm not I don't, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm like, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but uh, this week actually sort of inspired me a little bit more. Than oh, yeah? Some jokes and stuff. So once uh, once COVID uh, breaks free, I, sh- I should be ready to go get back into it. Hop back on that horse and uh, tell unfunny jokes to unlistening people. You so. heard it, folks. Uh, twenty twenty two is going to be right. G Man's big year here. So let's get it all. Let's let's get yeah. the hype built now. So. Well, speaking of hype, folks, why don't we go ahead and get to some of the posts that we have? And I believe Christian's going to lead us off. Is that correct? Yep, that's right. That's how this thing works. Great. So uh, Great. user Patchman seventy one asked our stand up. Do you consider it inappropriate for white comedians to tell jokes about black people and use the N-word? I have always laughed at jokes about Jewish people. I cannot remember seeing a comedian that wasn't Jewish telling a Jewish joke. Would it be offensive? If a white comedian told jokes about black people and uses the N-word a lot, like black comedians do, would they catch hell? I think I know the answer to this one. (laughs) Yeah, I think you do too. 
L.A. Shotgun replied, I can't imagine anything funny coming from the mind that created that thought. <laughs> Guy named Orion's Rebirth replied, have you not seen a Cat Williams set? Kevin Hart, Chris Rock, all their mm. comedy is N-word do this, white man do this. So when Lampanelli, Schumer, Jesselnik, or Tosh goes on stage, is racial comedy free? I've heard N-words come out of each of their mouths most recently. <laughs> Hell yeah, it is. I'm here to contribute to the conversation, not be your cheap laugh track. And mm. L.A. Shotgun replied, you seem predisposed to point out the faults of others. Therefore, I think you are missing the entire point of comedy, to expose one's own faults to the world. In the words of Adam Carolla, you, sir, can have a good day. Twice. Mm. Twice. Twice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, nothing like uh, d- doing a mic drop by uh, quoting Adam Carolla. <laughs> that's a that's a tough one to, to pull out and expect <laughs> to just bring the gavel down on that one. Uh, we're going to do a Carolla episode one day. He was, uh, I was obsessed with him as a youth, obsessed with Adam Carolla. <laughs> so one day we'll dive deep into that. Uh, <laughs> Murky pit, I guess. <laughs> He is Italian, so yeah, pretty murky. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, not a great, not a great uh, argument by anyone here. I would say <laughs> no, no one's really, no one's really doing great here. Uh, and I think that'll be a thread <laughs> throughout this episode. Is uh, yeah, a, a lot of this uh, back and forth banter that uh, these so so called comedians not great, not good. I'm uh, looking at Patchman 71's profile now. Mm-hmm. The uh, OP. He uh, every single one of his threads are uh, about comic book collecting. So, hmm. <laughs> the specific type of pervert certainly uh, who's into doesn't understand racism apparently, <laughs> which is not surprising considering that guy's biggest hobby, which is comic book mm-hmm. collecting. Okay, go on. What's your random six nine nine six nine posted this to our stand up, and it's on topic of our first post, folks. I fucked up and was racist at an open mic. I went to an open mic and told a joke where I said I found out that I was racist because when I watched porn, I didn't want to see a huge black dick take out a petite blonde. If I wanted to see that, I would have watched Animal Planet to see the giant (laughs) python take out a blonde. I told that joke to my friends. It killed with them, but I knew I fucked up when I saw a black dude shake his head and say no. <laughs> After that, it was just word vomit, and I left halfway through. Man, I didn't want to be an asshole, period, but shit, I fucked up right when I said the animal planet because it just sounded like I'm comparing black people to animals when I was just trying to compare a big black dick to a python size-wise, not because black people are animals. <laughs> um, uh, user... User of the Low Classics offered some, I, I think is actually pretty good advice. He said, this story is a better joke than the joke. So it's polish true. it up a bit and make it a part of your act, which, you know what? That's true. Think, so, yeah, that's how it works sometimes. Uh, but HBK Tommy 4031 had a different question. Which Animal Planet show features women getting attacked by snakes? <laughs> which I think is a fair question. A fair question, Yeah. <laughs> It's like, right probably, off the bat, probably. racism aside, your joke is, there's some issues here. <laughs> probably, uh, there's probably a subreddit dedicated to that, so don't worry. Oh, certainly. <laughs> I don't know if uh, Animal Planet's the 
the way to go. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think that's the service provider you're looking for, but I'm sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm imagining the OP, like, he's gonna, he's like hitting the, he's hitting the, the stage. He's honing his skills for a couple years, and then he premieres in Las Vegas as like the accidental racist. Like that's his <laughs> shtick. Oh, there's a lot of uh, shticky comics out there, and uh, one in particular I'm thinking of we're going to hear from uh, in a little while. Um, <laughs> yeah, but in the meantime, let's get to some more posts. Yeah. So, uh, yo, it's Stubbs posted in our crippling alcoholism. Mm, one of our favorites lately. Yeah, say. it's it's a good it's good. <laughs> So, I dabble with doing stand-up comedy, and on Wednesday night, I thought it would be a good idea to get shit-bombed and go up there. (laughs) A word of advice to any rational person, never give me a microphone when I'm that wasted. I fucked it up and made a fool of myself. I was Mm. slurring my words, forgetting my jokes, and just stalled until I got off. All of my coworkers were there, and all that, and I just feel crazy embarrassed and generally just pissed at myself. If anyone could give me some uplifting words to get me out of my shame spiral or have any funny similar situations to share, that would be dope. And a now deleted user commented, This is a matter of perspective. You didn't bomb. You killed. Seriously. You did something your peers cannot do. So sure, you made yourself uncomfortable, but you stood tall. Did you do what Ashley Simpson did and run off the stage? No. Google some comedian stories about bombings. Look at Michael Richards. Every Mm. comedian I would imagine has that so I was hammered on stage story. It comes with the community. Mm. Anyone who gives you shit, tell them to try that while in the bag. And recognize you're probably dealing with some booze-related anxiety. Love yourself. We do. (laughs) Yeah. What a great community, huh? (laughs) Unfortunately supportive community. (laughs) Yeah, well, that is the problem. Yeah, the great thing about the subreddit is it's not a place to get healed of your crippling alcoholism. <laughs> like you would think if no, you were so uh, if you I, stumbled if you stumbled onto there drunk off your mind. It's like, a great oh, finally gonna fix myself. Oh no, you're not. Not here, friend. It's a great place to uh, figure out how you can be absolutely shit canned at work or shit in not get shit canned at work while you're <clears throat> shit faced at yeah, work. You're, um, you're on the can taking a shit and sneaking wine. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the tank. <laughs> uh, I gotta say this. Uh, this guy, he said he he fucked up, slurred his words, forgot his jokes, stalled a bunch. Uh, that sounds about on par with every open micer I've seen. So I don't think he should feel too bad about himself. Although to be fair, many of them were probably very drunk as well. Uh, certainly, Daddy was. I would say a couple times. Um, never forgot jokes though. Uh, my problem would be. Uh, practiced the jokes way too much and it just sounded, you know, flat. Just, just, yeah. You know, it's hard to imagine my lively personality <laughs> not coming across on stage, but sometimes it happens. So anyway, this is from our stand-up. Help! My bully is doing stand-up. <laughs> okay. This person made my life hell throughout college and now they're succeeding as much as you can in quarantine at stand-up. Hmm. It boils my blood to see this nice guy act knowing that they kind of ruined my life. Have you ever had an experience with a bully or someone you don't like from your past finding success in comedy? How did you deal with it? Am I completely crazy? <laughs> User Outbound1996 responded, First off, you don't deserve the abuse you have received, and I don't know what you have been through, but I hope this helps. 
Whenever I start to feel jealous or angry that someone I think is a jerk doing well, I try to remember that life is long, and even if they are succeeding right now, they are going to experience pain and hard times. In addition, bullies often get diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder or something similar, which is highly correlated abuse. I get by knowing that even when people are assholes to me, it's probably because of what are they, whatever they have going on. Just hoping the routines don't have anything to do with you. God damn. Uh, but however, user Frank and that's it had his own vice for the OP. You are a whiny cunt. Because of this, it's hard to even know if you were bullied at all, and then you probably deserve some of it. So, different Frank. perspectives on our stand-up. Frank, thank you so much. <laughs> like, this guy is Frank. You gotta get he, and that's it. Really, the, 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 the username the, checks out. The lack of self-worth that you have to have in order to go online and post that your quote-unquote bully is doing yeah. better than you, like as an adult, is in college really sad. College-age bully. These two grown-ups. Yeah, he used to like. He, he, what do you do? What do you do? Shoulder check you into the lockers? Like what? You, what you're 18 you years old. Just, yeah. <laughs> just knock the guy out. You oh can my buy God. alcohol, and you're getting you're getting swirly. God. Yeah, yeah. Some people do deserve to be bullied. Some. And uh, <laughs> speaking of somebody getting bullied, uh, okay. I found this interesting news article about comedian Andrew Schultz. Mm. A comedian has sparked outrage after mocking a woman with epilepsy who had a seizure during his show. Mm. On April 7th, Andrew Schultz posted a 10-minute video to his YouTube channel, which has been seen almost 80,000 times. He wrote, This was wild. I was doing shows in Orlando, and then all of a sudden, a woman in the audience passed out. Turns out she was having a seizure. It was crazy, but hey, the show must go on. The video shows the organizers rushing to the women's aid after an audience member called out for help. Not long after, Mr. Schultz returns to the stage as the epileptic woman is slowly led out. He asks her if she's okay and reassures her not to be embarrassed. After the woman left, he impersonated her shaking body during the seizure and said, In your mind, you're not thinking anyone's going to die. So when you see her laughing, like really going, you're like, yo, this girl got a sense of humor. He then added further jeers such as, I'm going to roast this bitch for almost dying at my show. <laughs> he added further fire to the f- further fuel to the fire as he is seen mocking a concerned member of the audience. One woman who turned out to be a paramedic called out, that's not funny, to which Mr. Schultz replied, white women are something special. A bitch almost died and you made it about you. As the woman tries to explain why she was upset, he further aggravated the situation by telling her that he didn't care. So hmm. this article got cross-posted to Reddit, where wouldn't know, however, commented, I was there and sat right behind the woman. It was kind of scary at first, and the paramedics came in, but Andrew kept it lively afterwards. Oh, good. Well, you know what? That's what a comedian's supposed to do, you know? <laughs> Real roll with the punches kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Roll with the uh, woman who's rolling around on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> So this bitch almost died. <laughs> this dumb bitch. Uh, to be fair, if you go to Andrew Schultz's uh, Twitter, the header says Andrew Schultz unsafe comedy. So Ooh, always pretty, a good uh, sign. <laughs> real I, edgy, real edgy. I've never heard of this guy. Okay, I think he's a uh, he's a uh, he's got two hundred thousand followers, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm seeing the people that he's uh, friends with on there, and he's he's one of these. Uh, 
I would say New York uh, podcast comedian guys like okay. your uh, Shane Gillis, I think guys like oh, that. Sure. So, <laughs> so he's uh, generally unsafe. Tim Dillon, all these uh, unsafe comedian guys. I'm sure he's probably actually funny. I've just I've never heard of him, and uh, I wish him luck. <laughs> Let's give it on the show. Yeah. User Gatsby Jr. posted this review on Reddit. Seinfeld's new Netflix special is a masterclass on crushing. I have three words for Seinfeld's new Netflix special. 23 Hours to Kill released yesterday. Couldn't be better. Mm. Are you a fellow <laughs> student of comedy? Count this as required viewing. Watching one of the greatest of all time at peak performance will make you better at your craft. I was a bit thrown by the disrespect I saw from the sub last week when the trailer dropped. The running themes I observed were that Seinfeld is smug or overrated or, quote, blank is better. Now let's tackle each one of these separately because they're each in their own special category of ignorance. One, he's smug. Yeah, that's kind of the whole point. Smug has been Seinfeld's comedic POV since before Seinfeld. It's what got him Seinfeld. So he's not smug because of Seinfeld. He's smug because he is Seinfeld. Mm Mm-hmm. Two, he's overrated. Nope. He's a living legend, and deservedly so. Three, blank is better. Well, that's your opinion, but it's probably wrong too. Why? Because blank is likely either heavily influenced by Soundfeld or they're influenced by someone who was. On the off chance that's not the case, would blank be as funny if they can work if they had to work clean for an hour? In conclusion, there is no angle you can look at Seinfeld's career or new special that doesn't warrant reverence. He is the GOAT, and twenty three hours to kill steals it. Again. Fuck. And uh, here's some responses. <laughs> um, uh, future legend said this, your hyperbole makes this read like satire. <laughs> which, is, yeah. which is tough. Uh, Dances with labias said, LOL, this special fucking sucked. In all caps, which I appreciate. And uh, finally, crowdsourcing genius said this, Seinfeld will be entertaining if A, he didn't smirk at his own jokes, and B, he was funny. Yeah, so. there's the there's the caveat there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um so when I was going through the notes on here, it was made me made me kind of think like that I think what makes the Jerry Seinfeld character so endearing is that he's like a, a caricature of Jerry Seinfeld himself. Sure. Uh, but at the core, he's also like a deeply unlikable character because he's a character of Jerry Seinfeld himself. Like, uh, like that is not Fair. somebody you'd want to know, right? In real life, like if you think of the, the the show itself. So it's just kind of funny to see, like, yeah, he's this, you know, he's a stand-up comic and he's an asshole, and it's like, oh yeah, that's yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, and he's like not very funny. Um, Gatsby Junior. too, as a username, that stinks. <laughs> Yeah, and the thing about Seinfeld is he's like he's literally a billionaire now, but mm-hmm. he was the least good part about the show with his own name on it. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah. And like, like he wasn't even the brains behind the show, and he was the shittiest of all the main <laughs> characters on there. It's, like, it's insane that people hold him in such high regard. Oh, and he, uh, you know, another thing he likes to do is to rape children. Okay. Because <laughs> he used to, he used to date a teenager when he was in his 40s. Yeah, so. but, you know, I've seen the photos and I'm going to give him a pass. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, uh, a guy named <laughs> Bart Harris, who is an amateur comedian oh. and YouTuber, never a great mix, mm-hmm. tweeted this out. Stand-up comedy going well again. People laughed. Now I don't have to kill myself. 
a good day on balance. Mm. Zero likes and zero faves mm. on that one. Mm. <laughs> oh. Well, Bart, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that response helps in any way. <laughs> oh, that's that's tough, man. That is uh, uh that seems to be a, but, a common thread with the stand up people that I follow. Yeah. Uh, well, I will say this, if you're doing stand up and people are laughing, that is you are definitely way better than 99% of them out there. So keep it up, Bart. Um Boy, I follow a lot of uh, or I don't follow, but um, you know, the local Tampa group. There was uh, all the stand-ups. They like someone told them that you don't just go up and do comedy. You have to create profiles and business cards and stuff for yourself. <laughs> God, <laughs> like I, I received business cards from several of these guys who have never been paid money to do stand-up before. <laughs> It's just, it's just the at-home print thing. Like it's slightly, <laughs> it's like slightly. No, off. some of these are. No, no, these are. The, the, it's oh. worse. They paid money for good business cards, but they haven't made money from being funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like someone told them, like, oh, if you want to make it in this business, forget jokes that make sense. You got to have a good business card. And uh, <laughs> they're just like going about life like a used car salesman. They're like, "This uh, is gonna, this is gonna impress people." Oh yeah. man! I think they literally do think of it as like, "Oh, if I just, I just, I just do this every night. I'm just gonna make. I'm just gonna be a professional, you know." So <laughs> this is just the first couple steps. And the idea that uh, there's any sort of craft to it is not really. Haven't thought about that part yet. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, back in uh, 2016, the idea was that one of the benefits to Donald Trump being elected was that comedy would be better than ever. Well, let's see if that's true by reading some Trump jokes over at our stand-up shots. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go, folks. This one was posted by user Carlos Does the World. <clears throat> hey, I sweat so much, my armpits look like a Donald Trump at a tax audit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Antonio Aguilar posted this one. Every time I see Trump is still alive, I'm like, hey, COVID, you had one job. Oh, come on. <laughs> Sort of like jokes that you make to make fun of people making those jokes. Okay. Okay. Right. Chase Chase Miska posted this one. Forever twenty one is closing. That's ironic. <clears throat> they are filing for bankruptcy, which leads me to believe they must have finished reading Trump's The Art of the Deal, specifically chapter eleven. Oh god. <laughs> Come on, man. Nate Bimel posted this one here. Trump should make the wall out of Hillary's emails since no one can get over them. Man. Twitter twitting on that one. What do you think? <laughs> twitting twittin all of them. <laughs> that place is like... <laughs> oh, oh, there's more, on. by the way. I know, I know, I know. Go on. 
And uh, this one's from Andrew J. Rivers. The UN released a report that says the hole in the ozone layer could be completely healed by 2060. (laughs) They say it could be healed even sooner if Trump stops using so much hairspray. (laughs) (laughs) And a, a gentleman... A gentleman on Reddit responded to that with this one. This is the kind of joke that Jay Leno would leave as a suicide note. <laughs> that, that's, that's a good joke. That is funnier than everything that's posted on that. Subreddit. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, boy. That that's place is like the elephant graveyard. I'm sweating of jokes. from that. Oh, that's <laughs> so, so uncomfortable. <laughs> I can't just, imagine saying those things on stage in front of people. And then and then thinking oh. it was so good that you Photoshop the that yeah. joke on top of an image of yeah. yourself and put they it said, on the, online. I have an act. I do five, <laughs> ten minutes. But this is the best thing from that act. <laughs> and I'm going to put it on Reddit. So I was talking to, to Philly Matt earlier this week. From and Fetish Matt, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the listeners out there, and he said that that the only thing he could think of that would be worse than this subreddit would be like a podcast oh. <laughs> version of it. Ooh. <laughs> it's Folks. just a picture. It's just a picture of like a guy and, and a microphone, and then like a uh, oh, and then no. like a quote podcast over t- shots. Yeah, podcast shots. So, <laughs> so what I did I... is I took a picture of myself with a mic. And then just photoshopped, man, that stinks over top of it in quotes and sent it to him. I was like, there you go. That's what that's what this would be like for our show. Just- I think if if I don't do it, I want one of you listeners to create our podcast shots. And then um, <laughs> that will be a, a truly dire moment that will, uh, it would be the butterfly flapping its wings that leads to the reelection of Donald Trump. <laughs> Like it would be, it would be what makes that happen. Oh, I can't my wait. God. That's so bad, man. Oh, well, taking it in a little different direction. This is a, a weird thread I found from a guy named Sam Grezes on Twitter. Okay. The best YouTubers, streamers, and content creators make themselves the butt of the joke instead of punching down. I saw this slide into punching down happen in real time with Epic Meal Time. It started as a fun, wacky, and stupid idea, and then when they started making money, they built these over-the-top satirical characters for the cast. At first, it was satire, but they became so popular with their new ultra-hedonistic personas that they either chose to or were forced to lean into them until the joke was lost. Sure. And this shit happens all the time with YouTubers. It's the story of how a stand-up comic from Nebraska is forced into being Larry the Cable Guy after he (laughs) debuts a character at a local show taken to an incredibly problematic extreme. Mm. When your work is public and necessarily intertwines with who you are as a person, it's hard not to become the character. You hear about this all the time with actors, and it leads to people hating their guts. So I'm not... I'm not aware of anyone actively hating Larry the Cable Guy, maybe just passively, 
Sure. Uh, who, by the way, has a net worth of one hundred million dollars. Good God! So it's really sad to see him have to resort to becoming some sort of <laughs> hee haw character for the sake of his comedy. Sure. Uh, I I really hope he can pull himself up by his uh, bootstraps to get her mm-hmm. done with this one. So yeah, hundred million dollars. <laughs> That's funny. You know, he uh he started stand up in uh, Florida, in uh, Orlando actually. I believe he did. Was that his when he his he was on uh, moonlighting when he was not doing cable stuff? Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> yeah, he was uh, he was just old Dan Whitney. He was like there's actually, there's videos of him just as himself in like mm-hmm. very extremely eighties <laughs> oversized suit <laughs> mullet the whole thing yeah and just the shit. The thing about Larry Cable guy is you know easy to mock, but if you go and watch some of those specials, you know what? Some good jokes there. Some good jokes. The reason why is because he has like 15 guys writing for him. Yeah, that's right. Which helps. <clears throat> yep. uh, which is how like Rodney Dangerfield, uh, guys like that. When you're a certain level of rich, you're just like, I'm not, I'm not going to write jokes. <laughs> I no longer work. Yeah. Uh, I, go out th- I go out there for an hour maybe and then I yeah. go home. I just be rich and then I <laughs> cut sleeves off my $10,000 shirt and then go out there and be larry the cable guy and he kills he kills he's so good folks we love him get her done (laughs) thanks thanks for that the wolf emperor posted this in the diaper talk subform of the website (laughs) adisc.org comedian in depends pull up i had an open mic last night the cafe is in Westland, Massachusetts, and that involves me walking from the bus depot and train station to the cafe and back, which can be really frustrating as Lynn itself is a rough town and there are no public restrooms open late at night. I wore a pull-up because I knew that I'd be waiting a while when I got to the mm-hmm. depot after my set. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I made my exit shortly after this set, as Lynn is not a place I want to get stuck in for very long. At the depot, I was mentally reliving the evening, trying to decide what I did right, what I could improve, etc., the urge to pee didn't strike until about 10 minutes before the bus got there. I don't mess around when I have to pee. I did the controlled burn thing, letting a small stream out every few seconds to give the pad time to absorb the moisture. The bus ride home wasn't as bad as one of those nights when I'm desperate, but when I got back to Salem, there was a snag. Sitting on the bus caused my penis to shift, and when I let a bit more out, a small trickle went down my pant leg. That's gonna cost me, I thought. So I spent a few minutes walking home with another desperate urge building up. When I was sure I was relatively safe from gawkers, I tried to reposition my penis as best as I could, and I let out a little more, slowly this time. It took off the edge a little bit, and I had a flicker of hope when I saw a porta potty at Salem Commons. Of course, it was locked. I made it home without fuss, and the release was worth the wait. Hmm. So uh, here's some other threads that the Wolf Emperor is uh, active in recently. Uh Uh-huh. What's your best diaper find at a Goodwill or resale center? Uh. <laughs> Diapers during pagan or witchcraft rituals? And finally, just because there's a diaper between your legs doesn't mean you have to act like a brat, which is fantastic advice for Everyone. all of our listeners out there. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll do it for this week's free little teaser of the stand-up comedy episode. Episode 105. Of course, the entire episode will be found over at patreon.com slash report this post. This one was just came under two hours, so 
you have a whole extra almost 90 minutes of content over there. Uh, plus, the, the previous week, since we launched this whole new uh, program, we've had a lot of folks hop on, and they seem to be enjoying it. Undoubtedly, you will enjoy it as well. Uh, it's only five bucks a month. You gotta have that. Uh, if you don't have that, you probably shouldn't have a phone uh, to, to listen to a podcast. So, what I'm saying is, you can't afford not to sign up for the Report This Post Patreon at patreon.com slash report this post. Goodbye, everybody.